Welcome to Quit Bleeping Around, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve more in life. Here's your host, Christina Eanes. Hey, Super Achievers. Today, I'm interviewing Fan Sean Hennenberger. Fan Sean is in talent development, instructional design, internal communications, team building, onboarding, project management, and is a freelance writer. Welcome, Fan Sean. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to this. Well, you have some secrets to share with us today. But before we get started, can you share a little bit about your background? Sure. I um, have for the past 15 years, I've been a training development and an instructional designer working in that that field as a leader. And um, to take that and you add that to my writing background, I'm very passionate about writing. I've been writing, oh, probably since the fourth grade and then working for different associations since I was 16 (laughs) as a writer and also editing manuscripts. So combining those two things, talent development with writing, it segued into a resume career. Wow. Well, and which has brought a lot of nuggets for our listeners today. So, hey, let's just dive right in. So take us where we need to go as far as resume secrets are. I think the resume secrets are simpler than people think and maybe more broad-based than folks think. One of the first resume secrets is truly to consider your resume as part of your strategy. It's part of your overall strategy and it's an important component. It is not your entire strategy. Um, I get a lot of folks that they'll feel maybe they can get their resume, they'll go out and they'll post it as a job. But in today's market, um, it's very much needs to be paired with what is your digital strategy because recruiters are overwhelmed. They're getting a lot of information from a lot of people and they need to be able to differentiate you. So a resume is part of your career strategy. I think that's the number one secret. The other thing that I think folks don't consider um, a lot of times, because we're so focused on, you know, what is the job description, what's going on here and there, but the resume is the start of you telling your story. And Mm. so you need to be conscious of how you tell your story. And that's going to resonate with the other platforms that you're going to need to share your information on. I like that. So, well, first of all, it's a small part of this entire strategy. So we need, it sounds like we need to really pay attention to our online presence, uh, who are showing up as a person to all of our references. Um, What else is there? Well, really consistency and it's going to sound funny. Don't, don't shoot yourself in the foot. You know, um, (laughs) when you folks will have their, their online presence, they won't look at it for a while. You know, maybe they're just not, it's just not something that they enjoy doing. So they'll, they'll set up a a LinkedIn, a a glass door or an indeed profile, but they won't take care of it. And then their resume starts, um, as it evolves through the job search process, it doesn't match the profiles and that's a big no, no. And so again, it's part of how you're telling your story and nothing is static. So you need to to stay consistent and thread everything through the different platforms that you're using. I like that. Well, and also what comes to mind for me is, uh, especially during recent times, you know, a lot of opinion sharing online, a lot of um, uh, stirring stuff up. I've seen people on social media and that all comes across too, when people are searching, uh, based off your resume, right? Absolutely. When you look at your, when you're, you put your resume in and you're using that as your basis and you're getting into digital and online, just remember it's, it's a perpetual, um, interview almost, you know, you need to make sure that you are being, 
politically correct. You're being sensitive to others' thoughts. You're being respectful of what may be out there in differing opinions, because in the workplace, you're not going to encounter everyone of the same opinion. You can learn from each other. You can grow from each other, build better projects, be a better leader, be a better uh, peer or co-employee. So you need to have that lens on when when you post information online. Yeah. Well, and realize that once it goes online, it's darn near impossible to get it offline. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Think before you hit the enter button. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So it's the start of our story. How can we be most effective at starting out our story with our resume? The, the thing is to consider when you start telling your story is how are you going to verbalize that story during an interview? And so, for example, one of the methods that I use, I, I discuss a STAR, which is Situation, Task, Action, Result, or CARL, which I actually like more because it has that what did you learn element to it. Um, so that's how you're going to tell your story in front of an interviewer over be it by Zoom or in person. And that's how you need to start telling your story in your resume. Now, your resume is going to be an overview. It's going to be a higher level, but it needs to trigger those conversations and it'll help you guide the conversations to best showcase the skills that you want to represent. Oh, I like that. Now, I hadn't heard of Carl before. What, yes. what is that? Carl is context, action, results, and what did you learn? And the reason I like the Carl um, method is because it really helps you answer maybe some of those trickier or or interview questions you may perceive as a little bit more uncomfortable. Tell me about a time you failed. Tell me about a time you made a mistake. If you start thinking all the way back to that initial piece of your career strategy, which is your resume, then you can talk, you can discuss maybe a project that that just didn't go well, but here's what you learned from it. So when an interviewer asks you, tell me about a time you failed, you can say, oh my gosh, there was this project. Ooh, crash burn. Let me tell you what we learned. <laughs> and so what you start doing is you start showcasing how you took, you know, how you handled it. Um, and it just it allows you, if you think about all of that ahead of time, it allows you to segue naturally into conversation and it comes out as conversational and confidence in your interview. And so again, it starts with that, that process of getting your story written down. I love that because a lot of the stuff that I teach in the classroom is teaching people about growth mindset, which is essentially looking at everything as a learning opportunity instead of a failure. Mm-hmm. And there's even interviewing techniques, but I hadn't even thought of from the interviewee side of responding in a, a growth mindset kind of way. Yeah, it's really important. And it it's the one thing, especially when I, um, I'll i work with folks, but they're, they're sort of just coming out of college. They're um, maybe going into a, a, like, for example, I just worked with a client that was doing English as a second language. That was her specialty. She needed to know how to be able to answer those questions. And I could, I could ask her, so when you did this project in school, what did you learn? How did you do that? Then you get the other on the opposite end, you'll get... Um, you'll get folks that need to be able to answer those questions. And they, they've just been in their industry for so long, they don't know how to talk about themselves and they don't know how to discuss what they, they did to go forward. Wow. Yeah. I love that. All right. So we use Carl or star, but preferably Carl. What are some other secrets for a resume? Sure. Your resume needs to evolve. Um, You know, it's not a static document. So when, Um, You do your resume, you're going to go ahead and customize it to the job that you are 
that you are applying for. And that is because you are not only your resume isn't just solely the domain of a human reader. It is also being scanned by artificial intelligence to word match. So as your resume evolves, it's going to keep going. One of the tips I tell my my clients is keep your original resume, do a file save as, and once you're six or seven job you know, job applications in, be sure to go back and look at your original resume because that was your your starting strategy. And is there something there you need to revisit? Or are you happy with where it is and where it's evolved now? And is that your new starting point? So I think that's the secret is that a resume isn't a static document. Yeah. Well, and it almost sounds like uh, is depending on the different job types you're applying for, you would almost have like a different resume for each of those job types I'm assuming. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm laughing. Yeah. Yes, it's and it's a it's a point that, um, especially when I get folks that have maybe been a long time in their career, um, and they haven't shifted roles very often, they get overwhelmed by that. And it doesn't have to be a hard process. So a good, uh, I would say, a good, a solid resume writer with experience will know how to provide a format that somebody can easily adjust to the different types of jobs that they're applying for. Um, now that being said, once you get your resume updated and tweaked, there is a little bit of mastery of your digital platform to make sure that again, that your messaging is consistent. So if you've applied for a job, that's a more of a change of career position, but your, your LinkedIn or your Glassdoor, your digital profile is showing something very different as a, as a career source, there's a disconnect and recruiters will yeah. see that. So you have to, you have to be mindful of that. So what are some suggestions that you have? Because uh, first of all, it sounds like it's our resumes are going through AI first. Are there some ways or suggestions that you have for ways that we can make that word match happen? Yes. And literally, it's as simple as look at the, look at the words within the job description. So for example, let's say in your resume, you use the word, I consult on this and I consult on that. But the job description says business partner. You need to Ooh. change your consulting word to business partner so that it will match in the job search. Or if somebody says instructional design, but somebody else says, I need you to create curriculum, then you need to change instructional design to create curriculum. So there's different words like that to go through and look at and change. And oftentimes in the most, I would say, current or contemporary formats, you can do that with your keywords that are often located below your title of what you have on your resume, because recruiters need to know what your what job you're going for. And then it's also maybe in your skills and competency list. Those are good areas to change and start there first. So you don't have to spend hours editing your resume. You should only have to spend, you know, 15 to 20 minutes, plus the time that you've looked through the other, the job description for words that you want to use. Yeah. Wow. So I'm thinking here. So first we have to, it's the start of our story. It's just part of our strategy. But, and it's also something that we have to write in such a way that we are, uh, for lack of a better term, beating the AI uh-huh. <laughs> and then appealing to the human that it finally gets to. Absolutely. And it's, it's gonna, it's been fun to watch the different way that the styles have gone. Um, you know, when I started 
doing this, it was all beautiful backgrounds with graphics and colors and swirls. And it, it, it was fun to create those. I mean, I have to say it was, it was, there was an appealing graphic side to that, but that's not, that's been out of date for a uh, you know, good decade or more. Yeah. Um, and so what has to happen now is that your stylized needs to be more sophisticated. So oftentimes you can drive the reader's eye through a doc, a human reader's eye through a document with the way you use font. Um, right now the industry hasn't, our industries have not totally let go of a stylized type format. So you'll, you'll create, I create, for example, I'll create a stylized with using different types of serif and sans serif fonts. By the way, ATS systems do not like serif fonts necessarily. So you have to, um, so I'll create that, but then I'll create a, a pure vanilla ATS version. And I warn my clients, your ATS version is vanilla because usually the comment they'll say is, well, it's not pretty. That's not, that's not its role. Its role <laughs> is to get the information into the applicant tracking system and, and upload it. So a recruiter will look at your resume and go, oh, wow, I want to talk to you and I want an interview. Yeah. So what, what's, uh, what are some other things that we need to be aware of? You can't tell your entire story in a resume. Um, <laughs> it's, it's yeah, it's hard because you know if especially if you've had a long career or if you've had some great achievements, um, you want to you want to write it down, and you're hoping that that'll do the job or do the trick for you. What you need to consider when you're looking at your resume is really taking it from that very high level. And then, as a trick, print out your resume and then just draw a line out from the bullet that that discusses what you succeeded in doing. And how are you going to talk about that? How does it work within the star or the Carl frame? What was the situation? These were the tasks I did. This And it, it just build it out that way. And you might find several discussion points. And when you consider working that way, again, as part of your strategy, and it'll also help you work out how you're going to manage your conversation through not just the first and introductory interview, but the second, the third, and the fourth. So you st again, it's how do you tell your story, resumes the beginning point, and you build from there. Ooh, I love that. So uh, can you talk a little bit about, and I'm going to call it the myth, the myth of the one page resume. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, it's the one page resumes, not so much. The it's the, generally and on the whole, two pages is acceptable. There will be times when you get a person who's been career in place for a long time. They're very good at what they do and they're actually happy with it. And they've contributed greatly to the industries they've been in by being that consistent resource. So they won't necessarily, those types of folks won't necessarily have a two pager, but two pages is just fine. But you have to have pity on the person that is human and reading your resume too. If it's overwhelming <laughs> and a giant paragraph on a, on a piece of paper, they're not going to read it. And the information that you're so proud of is not going to get showcased. Yeah. Yeah. We do have to remind ourselves that we are, when we're submitting these resumes, it's like one of sometimes thousands. <laughs> yes. And yeah. that's, again, that's where it's part of your strategy and you need to make sure that your digital profiles have those triggers or have those those um, lines that are like good good catch lines to draw you in, making them want to see more, making them want to look at your resume. Yeah. Any other secrets you have for us? Oh gosh. Um, no worries if you don't. <laughs> no worries if I don't. I'm just trying to look at. Well, definitely evolve digital platforms. Um, 
I think the other thing is, I, I think a, a large secret in working with getting your resume done is I would advise finding somebody that's going to work with you. I've done, um, I've used myself the services where you submit your information and a resume comes back. I find it more effective when you're, especially when you're trying to figure out the current environment to find somebody that will work with you. And you really do want to do those discovery calls. And I, I would highly encourage folks to talk to more than one resume writer and see whose process speaks to what they need. Also, resume writers are busy right now. And so find out what their timing is. Um, are they going, you know, what is their process? Really just ask those questions. Generally, resume writers will offer, offer a 15 to 30 minute discovery call. Use that time wisely and have your questions prepared ahead of time. Again, it's what you can ask them. What do your services include? What experience? What is your experience? Where did you? How did you get into this? What process is this? What? How much work do I, as the the person buying your service, how much work do I have to do on my end? And then, based on what we discussed, what is your turnaround time? Ask them that. How you know? What's this going to do? And then, you know, just ask. Sometimes you need to also ask if they're industry specific. I tend. I'm a resume writer that works across a multiple industries, but there are folks that are, have very specific careers. So if somebody phones me and they're a biomedical engineer within the pharmaceutical industry, I would probably suggest that they, they speak with someone um, to get their resume written who knows the, the lingo and the terminology um, with regards to that. Now, I can probably help them afterwards with something like their LinkedIn profile. People that are savvy on the digital front could help them out. But Again, just interview. What is the best fit for what you need and for the timing you need it in? So along those lines, I, you shared a little bit. What what other what services do you provide to the individual or companies or just services or products? Services or products. I'm a so as a resume writer, I offer job resources as a whole, and by that I mean I do write resumes. I also write LinkedIn copy and profiles, but I also do what I call pre-coaching um, on LinkedIn and getting folks set up. And the reason I say that is because I often transition my clients to other career coaches based on their needs. Um, and I do that, for, you know, I don't get paid for that. I just want them to get to the right place. I, off, I also write one sheets, cover letters. Um, I will also help uh, college students with essays, getting into their, you know, getting into college, that sort of thing, grant applications. Wow. Uh, yeah. It's, it's kind of a weird background that I have, but um, that writing background, I can offer a variety of services. So I'll often help it. a client who has a college-age student, clients getting the resume and the LinkedIn, college student is getting the essay help and their LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the whole package for their life. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here's, their, here's your family. Let me, let me help you out. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, yeah, it's just those experiences, you know, helping yeah. those folks out. Yeah. Awesome. So what final piece of advice do you have for folks regarding their resumes? The the last piece of advice I would say for today is keep it simple and trust your instincts. Um, it's very easy to go out and say, I have a bunch of folks look at your resume, be it your Aunt Becky, your Uncle Joe, your cousin Milo, and then come back and give opinions, I know, on everything that you've just paid to have written. 
Um, if your instincts are telling you to go do that because you don't like the product, that's one thing. If it's just because you're not necessarily as confident in yourself or you're hesitating to make that start on your own job search, that's not the time to be doing that. So I think gathering input is a good thing in a good, healthy way, but use your instincts to to do what's best for your job search, I guess is the, is the best way I'm trying to say that. And then, you know, keeping it simple, don't overcomplicate it. It is what it is. It's the beginning of your story. It's part of your strategy. Don't overthink it and don't get in your own way. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and evolve, evolve. As evolve you're going yes, <laughs> absolutely. Oh, awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you. I've really enjoyed it. If you'd like to learn more about Fanshawn, visit her website at flhwriter.com. Interested in expanding your employee development program? Visit ChristinaEans.com to look at the many workshops Christina has available for you.